Sports fans, bettors, and cappers, and welcome to the weekday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap it off with our betting card for the day. That is our last call pick segment, uh, sponsored by last mountain distillery but before we get into today's episode we got to talk about our other sponsor over at bet 99 because they are a canadian sports book and casino that offers in-play betting player props a cash out option and many more great products there are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on including nhl nba nfl and the world cup bet 99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile and their mobile app can be downloaded from the website's home page now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account today. Use code SHOOTERSON at sign up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so, and it is available to persons in Ontario only. But most importantly, if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. So how did yesterday go for the show? Well, I said yesterday that I would be wearing the sweater if we had a profitable day. And boy, did we ever have a profitable day. Five and one yesterday, almost eight units in the positive. Uh, we had a couple of really good college basketball plays that hit yesterday, and then we went three and one with our show plays as well. So let's recap it quickly. Canada, we'll get to them in a little bit, but they ended up losing yesterday to Morocco. We had uh, Minnesota money line in the NHL. They took care of business five to three over the Oilers. We also had Buffalo minus three and a half in the NFL. They won with relative ease yesterday, 24 to 10. I wouldn't say that this is the best that the Bills have looked all year, but it was good enough to get it done on the road. Mac Jones didn't have his best stuff, neither did Ramondre Stevenson. So overall, I did say at the start of the year that I thought the Patriots would be somewhere around 8 and 9, 7 and 10. I still think that's in the cards. I mean, there is the possibility that they can get to 9 and 8 as well, but Overall, I think that's where we're going to see New England. They have been maybe a little bit better than I expected early on, but I think now some quality teams are going to show who they really are. Then Creighton plus eight and a half versus Texas yesterday was a tight game and honestly showed me that Creighton is a team that will be feared in March. They lost by five to Texas, who's one of the better teams in the country. Then you throw in the Cornell, Delaware. We went under 156 and a half. And that one was a relative no sweat, as well as North Carolina Central 
and Radford over 130 and a half. At one point, live betting, it was 161. Well, they went over with ease, so that was another no-sweat bet yesterday. And how, it, when you have a day like that, how can you not play this clip? So it was all profit yesterday. Really good day for the show. That's how you want to start out the month of December. We got Christmas gifts to pay for. We got engagement rings. We got cars. We got whatever it is that we want to go out and pay for. Uh, Luckily, I don't have to pay for a couple of those things, but I know some of you do out there. And so we want to make sure that we have a profitable month so you can do so. Now, other World Cup results from yesterday. Very interesting day for the World Cup because... Croatia, they drew uh, against uh, Belgium. So Belgium are heading home from the World Cup, and they were the number two ranked team in the world. I think this kind of shows a bit of a broader scope of the fact that the FIFA World Rankings are always flawed. Um, There's no reason that Belgium should have been coming in as the number two team in the world, regardless of qualifying. Um, This is a team that hasn't even made a World Cup final, a Euro final, any of that over the last 10 years. So I'm very shocked to see them. Uh, as high as they were, but they were an old team, and now they're heading home. Morocco picking up the three points against Canada. Uh, They win the group. Croatia finishes second, but even more surprising is the fact that Germany is heading home, and this is the second tournament in a row that they're heading home from the group stage, and they took care of business yesterday. They did everything that they should in order to survive after the tough start to uh, the campaign, but he got no help from Spain yesterday. Japan wins this group. Another shocker, they win 2-1 to one over Spain, while Germany won 4-2 to two over Costa Rica. So with that, let's talk about the team that, that I really cared about heading into this tournament, that being the Canadian men's national team. And it's unfortunate to see them go home with zero points. And the fact that they and Qatar are the only teams that will is, is something that I wasn't expecting. But I'm a big expected goals guy. I love to look at, okay, is what I was watching a true reflection of how this game went? And... I mean, Canada, let's face it, expected goals tells you that they deserve six points out of this group. Now, I think it's more likely that they would have got four. I think uh, Borjan's screw up yesterday really put them behind the eight ball. Um, They had the header that hit the crossbar and then the line. So very easily could have been a two to one game in favor of Canada. But this is still a great tournament nonetheless for them. And people may not view it that way because they come away with zero points. They, they have the same expectations that they would for the Canadian women's team, and that's just not realistic for this group. They headed into this tournament as a team in the fourth pot, so they're expected to finish bottom of their group. But they put up a great fight. They, they outplayed Belgium. Uh, they scored the early goal against Croatia. That's going to go down as an all-timer for the men's national team, that Davies goal. But we just lack comfortability on the stage. Um, we're always can at least me as a fan watching because I watch all the time watching them <clears throat> try and pass the ball around the back in the midfield. You're always concerned that they're going to give it away, and and you're not concerned about that when you're watching the elite clubs, whether that be Brazil, Portugal, Argentina, France. They just don't do that, and, and we are right now. Um, a shout out to Atiba Hutchinson, 101st appearance for Canada yesterday. He's likely done with the national team. But we're looking on to 2026, and you got four years to go and find some midfield talent, uh, maybe backline talent, maybe get one of these strikers up there a little bit more comfortable on the world stage, whether it's David or Laren, or, or maybe there's a young up-and-comer that we can have up front that, that can really score some goals because 
if we don't develop the midfielders and defenders, and I think we're going to be back here thinking the same thing that we did during this tournament. But I do want to say thank you to the national team. You guys still made us proud, even though we came away with zero points. Number one in qualifying. The future's bright. We got an all-time talent and Alfonso Davies on the team as well. So we're looking to 2026. And then as far as any other news yesterday, the other big one is the Al Horford extension. He just continues to get paid in the league, keep getting them checks. I mean, the 36-year-old, he was solid in the playoff run last year for Boston, so I get why they want to extend the guy for a couple more years. But he's going to be 39 at the end of his contract. I think this all but secures that he's going to retire a Celtic. He just has to give you one one night in a playoff series or, or a couple nights here and there in the league. But he's more so a veteran leadership guy in that locker room. And I think that he'll play a big role with this Celtics team moving forward. Now we got to head over and talk about the daily game slate. That's what we're here to talk about. We had a great profitable day one to the month, but we need to keep it rolling. You know, almost eight units is great, but we need more than that if we're going to pay for our Christmas gifts. So before we do, let's play the video. All right, so we're going to start over in the World Cup once again, day 13 of the tournament, and today the group stage wraps up, and then we get ready for the knockout stage. So starting over in Group H, we have Ghana and Uruguay. Ghana's plus 375, and Uruguay's minus 129. Ghana's sitting on three points, and Uruguay on one. So Uruguay, this is the last stance for Edison Cavani and Luis Suarez. They do have some young talent in that team. So Uruguay is going to be fine moving forward. But this is a team that I think had loftier expectations coming in. So let's see if they can go and get a result and, and get out of this group. They do need all three points if they're going to have a chance. Um, Ghana, they they pushed Portugal in the first game. They picked up all three against South Korea. So I don't think that it's out of the question that they get a result today. I really wanted to lean Ghana double chance, but I think that's more so my heart uh, than my head betting on that one. Did the same with Saudi Arabia the other day in Mexico, really stomped them. And then South Korea, they're plus 333, taking on Portugal at minus 123. This is another one where I'm, I'm intrigued by who Portugal's going to roll out. If they have all the starters, if they want to make sure that they win this group, then I like them to go and win. Uh, I would take them on the money line, but I just don't know what they're going to look like. This might be one that we tweet out closer to kickoff once we see the starters. But uh, South Korea, I don't give them a, a huge chance today. But if this tournament shown me anything, it's that anyone can lose to anyone. And then in Group F or Group G, sorry, Cameroon, they're plus seven hundred, taking on Brazil at minus two fifty. This is another uh, who's playing today situation because if Brazil's on six, they're not worried about going through. Maybe they don't want to take on a team like Portugal, so they're going to ensure that they win the group uh, and that they don't slip at any point. But Brazil. You'd have to go multi-goal spread. I don't love that. I also don't have that kind of faith in Cameroon to go and cover a multi-goal spread. So this is a stay-away game for me. One that I would still watch because I really do enjoy watching Brazil play, but just not one that I'm interested in betting in. Serbia are plus 171, taking on Switzerland at plus 175. Pretty much a toss-up in this game. Serbia on one point, the Swiss are on three. The Swiss are just going to park the bus, try and counter. They might even have majority possession in this game, but I just don't see them uh, losing this game outright. 
Uh, they just need a point, and they're likely going to go through with Brazil being on the other side, taking care of business, hopefully. So I would lean the Swiss. I just can't do it enough to want to go and bet them on the straight-up money line, and there's no value on the double chance either. Could maybe look at a draw-no bet, but just not one that I want to look at today. NBA slate for today, 11 games happening on this Friday night. Uh, I'm only going to be looking at four of them today. Um, I don't like betting. There's a couple games that I don't like betting in the NBA. I don't like two bad teams, which is what Washington and Charlotte would be. I don't like good teams going up against bad teams like Phoenix and Houston are tonight, Cleveland and Orlando. Uh, the Lakers still aren't great, and they're taking on the Bucks. Boston just beat down Miami. So these are just games that I want to stay away from uh, until I figure out, you know, are these really good teams going to start covering? Because a lot of them haven't this year. But Denver and Atlanta is one that I'm looking at. The Hawks are minus one and a half at home. So this is basically a pick em. If this game was in Denver, you'd probably see a similar number. 231 and a half is where the over-under sitting. Now, Denver, they're playing good basketball, especially away from home. They've won four of their last six road games. Um, and the Hawks, they just don't cover well. They're three and seven against the spread in their last 10. So the play here for me is the over. If you look at the head-to-head, they've gone over in six of the last seven. I know it's a steep number at 231 and a half, but I don't see any real defenders in this game. I think it's going to be pretty up and down uh, and a lot of points scored. Then you got the Pelicans. They are minus six and a half, taken on the Spurs tonight at 232. Now, the Pelicans at full strength are a wagon. We saw that against Toronto the other day. They absolutely beat them down. They're seven and three in their last 10. And the Spurs, they finally embraced tanking. I think Spurs fans are a little bit worried early on that they were winning too many games. Well, now they've lost nine of their last 10. So they've come back down to earth. The play here, I think, if you're going anywhere, would be the under. And I think the big reason why would be because the Spurs just flat out no show tonight. Um, they've also gone under in eight of the last 10 head-to-head games. So that's where I would be leaning with that one. Then you got Indiana taking on Utah. The, the Jazz are minus five uh, tonight. And then it's 238 and a half. So very steep number tonight for these two teams. But the Pacers, they're red hot, especially on the road. They've won four of their last five road games. And then the Jazz, they've come back down to earth after the hot start. We still are Laurie Markkinen stands over here at this show, but uh, they've won just three of their last 10 games. Coming off a win against the Clippers, though, at home, so they could make it two in a row tonight. Indiana, they've covered in the last three head-to-head games. But where I'm looking <clears throat> is the under, because they've gone under in four of the last five head-to-head matchups, and it's a steep number for me, so that's where I would be leading. And then the final one is Chicago versus Golden State. Golden State are minus 6.5. 234.5 is where the number's at. This is just a straight-up mismatch for me. Uh, the Bulls, they're 1-6 against the West this year. Golden State, they've won four straight at home. And when we're talking about head-to-head, Golden State have won the last 10 head-to-head matchups, and they've covered eight of those games as well. So they not only beat the Bulls all the time, they cover when they do so as well, which is what you love to see as a better. NHL-wise, you got three games tonight. I'm eyeing up two of them. I'm staying away from Ottawa and New York, um, mostly because the Rangers are a fade team for me right now, at least until Igor and company wake up. Um, dare I say that the New York Rangers You're not are... You're a fake and a fraud. I got them on the fraud list right now. Really don't love them. Um, until they can figure it out. I still am a big Igor guy. I think that he's the best goalie in the league, but 
just not one that I want to bet. So where would we go tonight? Well, Nashville and the Islanders. Islanders are minus 145. Um, Both these teams have won six of their last 10 games. They're coming in in similar form. But where I looked in this one is the fact that Nashville are just one and three on the road and the Islanders are three and one at home. Now, that sounds pretty normal. Teams typically are better at home. But the one thing that I noted was that Nashville have actually owned the Islanders recently because they've won eight straight games against the Islanders and they've gone over in six of those games as well. So if you're looking for a good plus money upset tonight, maybe look at Nashville plus 128 right now. I would lean the over more so in this game just to be safe, but that's where I'm at with that game. Now, Columbus and Winnipeg. Uh, Columbus, they've played well at home, um, and they've played a lot of home games recently. They've played nine of their last ten there, so this is a pretty rare road spot for them. And the Jets, they've won seven of their last ten, and they're 4-1 at home over that stretch. Again, not that surprising to see a team do well at home, but... These games have been relatively high scoring between the two. They've gone over in five of the last six head-to-head games. So lots of goals are scored. Looks like Corpus Allo is going for Columbus as well, which not that I'm a huge Elvis Merzlikens guy, but I do think that this is uh, the inferior goalie that we're seeing tonight for Columbus. So could be a good spot. Now, college basketball-wise, we got to head over and talk about there is four ranked teams playing today. I think the majority uh, of College basketball betters will probably be looking to tomorrow, but I think there's a couple here that you could look at. The stay away games for me, Colgate and Auburn. Um, I don't have a cavity, so I don't need to go and bet on Colgate and Auburn. They're minus 12 and a half. It's tough given that I don't love Auburn as a whole. I think that they're fortunate the schedule that they've played, and they'll come back down to earth once they play some better opponents. Colgate's not that, so I'm just staying away from it, but... San Diego State, they might as well be playing my uni rec basketball team because when I looked up who they were playing, I honestly have no idea where where they're located or like what that they even had a basketball team. So just I, I don't think there's even gonna be a betting betting line for that game. Just don't watch it, stay away. Now the two that I am looking at, one of the games of the year could be this Baylor and Gonzaga game. You've got Baylor, the sixth seed taking on Gonzaga number 14 seed. Now Yes, Gonzaga is the 14 seed, but they were an AP top three team heading into the year. So against the spread, these teams are bad. I mean, a lot of that has to do with the fact that Gonzaga's lost a couple games that we didn't expect, but they're a combined five and nine on the year. They do love to go over, though. If you are looking for a good bet, 11 and three on the over this year. The only thing that worries me is that it's a very steep number tonight. It's 163 and a half. So as much as they've gone over, I'd actually lean under in this game tonight because if you look at the fact that they give up 148 points per game and they only score 171, I think if if we're looking at simple math here, they're going to finish closer to the 155 to 160 range. It just takes one team to have a flat night and you're not going to cover that number. Um, I could very easily see it going uh, even past that. But this is just one that I want to stay away from. I'll probably tune in, though, because these are two teams I'm really interested to see how they look against each other. This was a national final just a couple years ago. Then number 16, Illinois, taking on number 22, Maryland. This is another tough one to to wade through because you've got a team that's two teams that are combined 13 and one. But they also love to cover their 11 and uh, three on the year covering. So. I do think that this is a this is a weird number because you've got two teams that play great offense. They're averaging 165 combined, but they only give up 119. 
Now, part of that has to do with schedule. Right now, it's very tough to determine, okay, are these good offenses or are they just playing inferior opponents? So when you see that 146 number on the over-under, it starts to get you a little bit concerned. I would play the under in this game. I think that we're going to see closer to a 135 range, but that's where I'm at for college basketball tonight. Definitely look at some of these uh, unranked teams today. There's some value to be had in there, and we'll be tweeting them throughout the day on our social media page. So with that, we got to head over and give you our last call pick segment, which is where we give you our betting plays for the day. And before we do, we'll play the video. So yes, our last call pick segment is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery, which is a family owned and operated business located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high quality handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are out now, including their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor and new local candy cane vodka this year so definitely go check them out we really appreciate uh the folks over there at last mountain could be some good christmas gifts for you as well you know if you want to buy your boss something for christmas but you know we're heading into holiday season as we said at the start which means we need to pay for some gifts no tim hortons gift cards this year no no need to be doing that we can go out we can get the something nice for for your uh significant other or your family whatever it is but you know, we're wearing the Christmas sweater every day until we're not profitable. I want this thing to reek by the time the, the Christmas season's over. We want to give you as much units as possible so that way you can go out and pay for those gifts. So let's start over in the NBA. Golden State minus six and a half at two units. And how can you not? Look, the Warriors haven't been their best, but they should sh- certainly beat this Bulls team. They should lo- run laps around this team. I mean, 10 in a row in the NBA is incredibly impressive head-to-head. And the Bulls have been solid the past 18 months at least, so the fact that they can't get a result against Golden State, they can't even cover against Golden State, I trust the Warriors' depth on a Friday night to go out, get the result at home, so give me the minus 6.5. I'm also going to play the Denver Nuggets and Atlanta Hawks over 230.5 at minus 110. This is a two-unit play for us. Now, I just like the recent form offensively for both teams uh, Denver's a top three team offensive rating wise in the NBA and the Hawks are just looking to get up and down their top 10 in pace. So I think we're going to see a pretty up and down game. Not a lot of defense. I'm expecting it to just be a great game. If you want to go and grab a bevy with the lads, maybe head over, get a last mountain distillery cocktail and enjoy a high scoring NBA game. This is the one for you. And so we're going to bet the over for two units. Really love this play college basketball wise. We're going to take <laughs> this is one of the better names that I've heard. The Campbell Fighting Camels versus the East Carolina Pirates. Over 133.5 for two units once again. Now, I tweeted it the other day that I love betting East Carolina, and I stand by it. Now, these two teams are also 10-4 and four on the over this year. You've got two teams that average a combined 145 per game, and they give up 139 per game. So not great defenses, pretty good offenses. Um, neither team's pace is particularly high, so I don't think that it's going to be super up and down, but they combined to average 17 threes per game, which is huge. That's enough threes to almost be halfway to that number. So they're also bad defensive rating wise. They're 225th 
and 249th defensive rating wise. So give me the over in this game, Campbell in East Carolina, take us to the cash counter. And then to finish things off, it is the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Winnipeg Jets over six at minus 140. This is our max play of the day, our minus our three unit play of the day. Because once again, Corpus Allo's in net for Columbus. I think Winnipeg has the potential to go and score four, five, maybe six goals on them tonight at home, which means that Columbus just needs to do a little bit for us here tonight. And while Hellebuck's been good this year, he's won three straight starts. Just a few starts ago, he gave up six goals. He's given up four goals recently as well. So it's in the cards to go and get it. He is coming in off a shutout. So that means that he's due to give up a couple tonight. The head-to-head form shows that these teams score a lot. So I'm buying the half a goal because it is sitting at six and a half at minus 108. I just want the half a goal to feel a little bit more comfortable with this one in case that push happens. So give me the three-unit play on this one today, and let's have a great weekend. Debating whether we're going to be going live tomorrow as well. With so many great college basketball games, college football is happening. I know we didn't talk about Utah-USC today, but just wasn't one that I wanted to bet on. But we got a lot happening. It's bowl season in college uh, football. We're going to have some big matchups in college basketball. There's always a ton of NHL on Saturday as well. So we may go live, give you some NFL plays as well. But if not, follow us on Twitter at HedgePod. We post college basketball plays there all day long. We'll have our NFL card up there. Lots to see over on our social media accounts. And we appreciate everyone that listens in. Drop us a five-star review if you're listening to the audio version on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you guys tomorrow, if not, then Monday for the Competitive Hedge podcast.